Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, thank you all for being here with me today. My bad girls, welcome. So there are so many women out there looking for love. You might be one of them. You might have found it, or maybe you think you found it and don't know. But not knowing what that really looks like, what love looks like. We've been sold so many dreams and given so many mixed messages about what to expect of our mate and um, out of our relationships from either stories or movies, the media, or even maybe those close to us, like our girlfriends or our family members. But are you idealizing what you think your partner should be like? Or maybe even more commonly, are you idealizing what your relationship should look like? There's that word should. <laughs> We've talked about that. You're shoulding things. But this is super common and it can affect your entire love life and relationship status. I mean, we're watching these Disney movies and what I call Disney for adults, Hallmark. I love Hallmark. Don't get me wrong. Hallmark Christmas actually just started. So I'm all up in there. But do these really affect what we you know, get out of life, what we want out of life, you know, disappointments, fears, and reluctance can all be based on unmet expectations. And today we will explore how leading with your ideal expectations, like when you're choosing a mate or, or determining your satisfaction in a relationship can cause you to end up alone and on the sidelines of love, you know, like, thinking everything should be a certain way or should look a certain way um, or be a certain way, you know, can really impact how you move forward and, and what you receive out of life. All right. So to follow up on that, today we have Cecilia here with us. She is an amazing woman that has finally decided that she wants to find love and possibly get married. But is having some trouble finding the one for her and finding the relationship that she's really inspired by. So welcome, Cecilia. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. So tell, tell me and my listeners a little bit about you. Um, well, I am 39. I'm a professional. I'm a designer. Um, I'm originally from South Florida. I moved away and I came back about six years ago after my relationship, my seven year relationship ended. And uh, I came here to Miami um, just basically to start my career and, you know, be with, close to my family again. And um, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, six years, I'm finally, I feel like I'm, I'm ready. I'm almost 40 now. So I feel like I'm finally ready to, you know, be in a relationship. And um, this is kind of where I am right now. <laughs> okay. So you were in a relationship for seven years and you've been out of that for six years? Right. Exactly. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you mind telling me a little bit about why that seven-year relationship ended? Well, um, I think it, it was just um, just kind of moving apart in what we wanted to be and who we were. You know, I I finished school um, six years ago. I started school a little bit later. You know, kind of did a little bit of the traveling and having a good time, you know, in my 20s and early 30s. So it took me a little while to get finished the school. But, um, you know, so I, I wanted to, you know, start my career. I wanted to start, you know, I, I guess you could say a real life. And um, he wasn't on the same page. You know, he was kind of going in the opposite direction and almost regressing, you know. Um, what, what, yeah. what direction did he want to go in? Well, he just, um, you know, he just started taking, you know, drugs and gambling and, and you know, didn't, he, he was going to school for a little bit and then he just kind of stopped going and um, okay. you know, it just wasn't, it, we weren't on the same path anymore. Yeah. And Sounds like you were trying to get your life together and move forward, have a more mature lifestyle. And he was kind of going back to what you had already done and were over within your 20s. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. And was he pretty much your only serious relationship or had you had some others other than him? No, I mean, not, not quite as long, but I've had a few, I would say serious relationships, maybe one other, you know, serious relationship that it didn't even last three years, but that, that was definitely my, I mean, we were engaged. Uh, we just never got married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so in these last six years, what's kind of been your, your mantra or your idea about love and relationships? Um, that's a good question. Um, to be honest with you, for a long time, you know, I wasn't really looking for anything or anything serious after being in such a long term relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think within the last few years, I've, it's kind of come to light that, you know, maybe I really do want to share my life with somebody. Um, okay. So you've grown so from kind of healing to being more open to what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, um, I think I'm, I, I feel that maybe I, I am willing to share my life with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, after <laughs> for so long, it's only so many late night movies and dinners that you want to do by yourself. I mean, I was, I was actually living a very, you know, a very happy life, single life for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, actually, no, not that you say it, think about it. It's like mantra. I was thinking about it earlier. And have you ever seen that movie, Auntie Mame? You said it's Auntie Mame? Yeah, Auntie Mame. <laughs> no, I think it's I missed that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's really old. It's it's a musical, and um, and I don't know. It's just kind of always resonated with me. And you know, um, I can't remember her name. It's um, the actress from Golden Girls. Um, well, she did one one, one version. There's there's two different musical versions of it, and they actually have films of it. Mm -hmm. You should watch it. It's pretty cool. But um, you know, she had had I don't know two three husbands that had passed away and had left her a really rich woman. But so she, 
basically she just wanted to live and she didn't want to be bogged down by another marriage and she just kind of I mean it's a musical so it's a little mm-hmm. bit yeah no but then she takes her her um I think it's her nephew um uh, because I guess her his parents died and so she took him all around the world and you know showed him how to travel and how to live and you know I just kind of I've always wanted that lifestyle, just mm-hmm. just kind of be to be free and just uh, travel and do what I want when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But in the last, like I said, in the last few years, I'm like, you know what, you know, I guess I've done all, a lot by myself. I kind of maybe want to have somebody to share it with. Okay. So, I mean, that's totally, you know, understandable. You put your time and your energy and your heart and effort into that relationship and and relationships are work. So you (laughs) might've been a little tired and and needed some self-care time and pour into yourself and get your life to where you wanted it to be. And now that that you're healed and and you have, you know, poured into yourself, you're looking and saying, Hey, I might be able to, to do this. I might be ready. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the sense of wanting to maybe get married and and settle down, do you feel like you're just lonely or do you feel like, no, this is a true desire. I want to be a partner. I want to put that work in again, have that accountability because that's like the opposite of traveling the world and, and, you know, like marriage, you really are accountable to someone else and, and you do have to you know, think about someone else, you know, so do you feel like you're really truly ready for that? Or do are you just like, no, I want to get out of this Netflix and chill by myself lifestyle? Uh-huh. Right. That's a really good question. Um, Cause I, I have that fear to be honest with you because I, it, 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 I'm not gonna lie. It is a lot of time. It's loneliness. Now, you know, I would like to have somebody, you know, just to even go to target with and shop mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, laugh at some, some stupid joke. Like, you know, it would be great. Um, but when it comes to sharing my life with somebody that it really does scare me because I've been single for so long. I don't know if I have the capacity to do that. And it's, uh, it's really, you know, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did try one brief relationship with somebody, um, for eight months and he moved in with me. And it, it really, it, it was very difficult. And I, I, I noticed myself pushing him away because it was really hard for me to be with somebody on a daily basis and have that accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would what's like holding to think that you back? On that. What's holding you back from really being able to give yourself again, to let someone have that power where you are accountable to them and you trust them enough to have that space with you? What, what's holding you back? Um, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, of course, I haven't met anybody that has really, you know, rocked my boat enough to even want to try again, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't gotten, you know, even to a point where I want to see somebody more than three times um, since the, the last time I dated somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the guy for eight so that, months? Right, exactly. Um, and how so long ago was that? I was um, about uh, three years. Yeah, about three years ago. Okay. So in the last three years, after you had the experience where you were getting close, you were there, you guys were living together, you were in it. Yeah. 
something shut, you know, closed down and you had said, oh no, I can't do this. And you, it sounds like you kind of ran the other way. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. I definitely did not uh, make it easy for mm-hmm. us. I mean, there were, there were other circumstances, of course, sure. there are, but, but, you know, you, you make a conscious choice and, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we had a few issues and, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, move out, but keep on dating. And I just kind of didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's, it, it, I, I guess, um, I, maybe vulnerability, I would have to say, you know, to, I mean, I haven't, like I said, I haven't actually met anybody who, who's really interested in me that far, but I think the idea of being vulnerable again, mm-hmm. because it really, once that relationship ended, I just, it, I felt like that was it, you know, because I'm in my late thirties, you know, and. Um, oh girl, thirties, the new 40, forties, the new 50. <laughs> No, but I, I mean, I do feel like society has made us feel that way. If you don't find love by 35, yeah. then you're just done. If you don't find love by 40, then hey, good luck. But that's just so not true. I mean, people, I mean, we're living to 80, 90, 100 years old. So saying, okay, at 39 years old, I'm, I may have 40 plus years of just like, oh, darn, I missed it. I mean, that's just very unrealistic, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, no, we're not going (laughs) to hope. We're going to know because I I think you keep saying, I haven't found anyone that, you know, has done it for me or rocked my boat or, you know, made me feel interested enough to give this part of myself. And that's what I'm hearing. Uh Like, I don't find anyone worthy enough (laughs) to bring out this vulnerability and this trust and and this accountability. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, is, it, much, is yeah. it really that, I mean, is there anyone out there? Are you just, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point? You know, what are your expectations? Like what, tell me about the kind of guy you're looking for. What, what does float your boat? What, what, what gets you going? Um, you know, I like, you know, somebody who's, you know, very cultured, you know, I, you know, I, I, I love just, I mean, you know, just intelligent people. I love somebody who will teach me something or talk about something that I've just never heard about or, or, you know, just, uh, somebody who could banter along, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know. It just, uh, it doesn't seem that I can find many guys that I have a lot of common with, I think. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I do, at least, you know, friends or whatever are already married. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so we don't they're want not that. on the table. <laughs> they're on, yeah, they're not on the done. table. So it sounds like you're struggling yeah. no, to find your intellectual equal. Yeah, I guess I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, and I think a friend of mine just told me recently that I need to, you know, stop having such high expectations. And you know what I realized? That I do, because the other day I actually was chatting with somebody and I did, you know, ask if he knew who, um, um, I can't remember what band it was, oh, Cold War Kids, which I know not everybody knows who they are. And, but I, you know, I guess my, I, I, I would think my ideal mate would know who they are. Or, oh. if, you know, I, yeah, I think, you know, oh. I was watching Pan's Labyrinth and I, you know, said, you know, have you ever watched it? He's like, no, I don't even know who that is. Right. Or that movie is. And I was like, oh, it's Guillermo del Toro. And he's like, oh, I don't know who that is. 
And it just kind okay. of turned me off. Right. You know? I see. And I, know- I, I got it. You have what we call an ideal suitor in mind. You have this ideal of what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like, and what he's supposed to be like. And you're kind yeah. of measuring each guy up to these ideals. And there's no right. way, there's no way anyone could fit that. That's, that's just, I mean, a unicorn because he's a, figment, uh-huh. he's a figment of your imagination. He knows Pan Labyrinth. He knows this. He's culture. He likes to travel. He likes to do that. And that would be great. Don't get me wrong. If you meet him, uh-huh. I'm 100% behind you. But as, <laughs> as women, a lot of times we romanticize what love and relationships are supposed to look and feel like. And then we also romanticize, you know, this guy who's going to come in and meet all these expectations and it's going to be so exciting and I'm going to just know it when I feel it, right? Right, yeah. But that's uh-huh. a lot right. of pressure for these guys to come into you know? Right. And so I I talk a lot about dating with your deal breakers, not your preferences. And, Uh and you, this is you all the way, Cecilia, you are dating with preferences. I prefer, you know, who Prance Labyrinth is and I I would, you know, prefer that, you know, all these bands and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you're home at night or going to Target, does it really is it, is it make or break? Does he have to fit in this box or can you have someone who makes you feel good and you have fun with and, you know, isn't financially draining on you, you know, and has the IQ above 70, <laughs> you know, right. do you need to get down to your deal breakers list versus your preferences list? Hmm. You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> I need to really think about that again, you know, and, and, Perhaps, you know, you're right. I mean, I, I, you know, just in chatting with some guys and if they want my phone number on, on one of these dating sites, I'm like, okay, well, you know, just tell me who did you vote for in the last election, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they don't answer the way I like it, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> no, and, and don't get me wrong. There, some of these things are deal breakers. Politics can be uh-huh. deal breakers. Religion can be deal breakers and uh-huh. things like that, because that kind of gives you an idea of if you can merge your life and your beliefs and goals and values with someone. So I can see the political question, although I still think you might need to meet some of these people and just see who, how they are, you know, and maybe talk mm-hmm. a little bit about why did you vote that way? Like, let me, let me understand how could you do that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you say, oh, yeah, uh-huh. that, that's still bullshit. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> but at the end uh-huh. of the day, I think you are struggling with, you put in a lot of work and energy into that seven years with someone who might not have been your ideal, or maybe he was. Either way, it, it's harmful to you moving forward. Because if he was your ideal, then no one else will match up. And if he wasn't your ideal, yeah. then you don't want to settle again and say, hey, I'm not making the same mistake again. So right, right. Yeah. You yeah. really, and I, I'm going to tell you to do this. Get out a pen and paper. You write mm-hmm. down deal breakers. These are my, de- this is stuff I cannot waver on. Like, you know, this is it. You're like, right. You have to be Baptist or whatever. You know what I mean? What are, mm-hmm. what are some of your right. deal breakers? Um, I guess, um, you know, education, I think that's, extremely important to me 
What kind of education? You know, I mean, I mean, at least a bachelor's. I mean, at least a bachelor's. Um, and um, I, I, I don't necessarily want anybody who's um, very religious just because I'm not. I'm agnostic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have to be, I guess, open, open-minded. You know, I, I have plenty of gay friends. Um, Okay. And I so open minded you know, regarding I, sexuality and, and people being able to express right. And their gender, right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Um uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, you know, somebody who who um I guess is I mean, I guess just culturally savvy, you know. Um That's kinda broad though. We got to yeah. tease that out some, right? Culturally savvy is okay. your idea of what's culturally savvy, right? Which means it's very subjective, right? Him not knowing what Pan Labyrinth was, that doesn't seem culturally savvy to you. And, you know, Guillermo, like, so that you start getting to nitpicky, right? Uh, <laughs> culturally okay. savvy okay, okay. is a preference. You prefer that his uh, culturally savvy line, not which are culturally savvy, but that, uh-huh. that's sounding like a preference. So mm, what you really true. need to do is write this list down mm-hmm. and then go back okay. over that list again and say, do I know this when I see it? Like, what is this an exact objective thing? Or is this something, my feelings and my gut, and I can talk myself out of it. And what is culturally savvy versus what isn't, right? It's kind of like height, mm-hmm. like taller than me. Is that tall or does he have to be six five? Like there's a big gap there. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I know a lot right. of women who are five three and they're like, no, he has to be six foot. And I'm like, why? You're five three. Like can we can we work with that a little bit? <laughs> and that's what right. I'm telling you on culturally savvy. Can can you teach him some things about culture or travel or something? And then he teach you other things about maybe something else that you've never experienced before like does it always have to be like we know about the same stuff no no definitely not no um I mean I I would definitely like somebody who knows at least some I mean we have something in common you know Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I've tried you know I mean this is a long time ago I mean I was in Spain and I had a Spanish boyfriend and that was fun you know I was in my 20s but um but at the end of the the day like I just and I actually dated someone who also didn't grow up here and 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 we had a good time but I guess sometimes I did feel like um it was a little limiting you know Mm -hmm. to the conversation that we could have but I mean I did get to learn you know about their culture so that that was interesting you know yeah I I did have fun doing that yeah yeah I think Um, not to say they have to be American Right, right, right. I get it. And that's why you have to get out there and be dating and not just close people off as soon as you hear the first thing you don't like. And it sounds like you're doing that. You're like, oh, you voted for the wrong person. Nope, you don't know who this is. Nope, you. I'm turned off now. I'm all the way dry. I can't even get wet Mm -hmm. for you at all (laughs) because you're not doing it for me. And that is, is, you're you're too close. You need to be more Mm -hmm. open-minded. You're saying you want these people to be open-minded, but you have an exact idea of who this man is. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. So right. that's yeah. what I'm hearing. You're believing in love and you're believing that marriage is possible, but you just, your ideal guy and ideal on how it's supposed to feel are, are getting in the way. Right. 
Exactly. Yep. So what I want you to do today, now I know you might have a busy day, but today, do it today. Because if you don't do it today, you're just going to kind of ponder on it. Like, as soon as we get off, you go and you put those deal breakers versus preferences and you just keep tuning it and tuning it. And the more you date and the more you get to know people, Uh the more you can start shifting things around and saying, you know what? No, this might be a deal breaker. I thought I could date someone who was mildly Christian, but no, I want agnostic, you know, I want Christian light or I want agnostic all the way or, you know, those things might start off as preferences and go to deal breakers. And there's some things that might, you might think are deal breakers and you say, oh wait, you know what? I'm actually fine with that. And they move over to preferences. So you Uh just have to be more fluid and more open-minded like you're wanting these men to be. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And then once you actually meet someone, that's when the real work starts of you being more open to what really comes with a relationship. Because you want all the fun stuff. You want the, the fun, the target, the laughing and all that. But you don't want to be vulnerable and open to being hurt again and wasting your time again. And, and you can't have that. You can't have one without the other. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. I just um, <laughs> ah, need to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. And you do. You have to decide, is this worth it? It's kind of like a job. Like you get offered a promotion, right? You're a professional woman. And they say, you're going to make this much more money, but you're going to have 20,000 more responsibilities. And you have to look and say, ooh, I thought I wanted this promotion or I thought I wanted that job, but I don't know if I'm willing to do the work. <laughs> that it takes to have that job. I don't know if it's worth it. And so you really need to assess, are you willing to put in that work and be vulnerable and do the things you need to do to bring your best self to a relationship? Because right now you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. Like I want love and I want Mm -hmm. someone to shop with and I want all the fun stuff, but oh, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be accountable. I don't want you to bring me down. (laughs) Uh And that's, that's not realistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I think that's one of the reasons why I've just kind of not, not tried to date very hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I say date hard, do it, date, Mm -hmm. have fun, still get out there and meet people. And, and some of these dating versus deal breakers versus preferences will work itself out. And then, you know, once you start shifting your thought in your head, you might be willing to have a more open mind about you know, love and accountability and, and doing the work. So I, I, I think you should sure. do the opposite. I think you should get out there and date and put yourself out there and, and see what happens. Cause I think you're, you're overthinking it. You're like, I'm not ready. And I don't know. And I don't, <laughs> you know, and I haven't met anyone and da, da, da. like go out there and date and have fun have experiences. Cause Hey, you're only 39. You, you're the shop shouldn't be closed up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I guess I just kind of like, I really, when I was younger, like I was, you know, I, I had no problem. I would date all the time. I mean, I went from one relationship to the next, the next, the next, or just dating. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I mean, I, I would even say I was fairly promiscuous when I was younger. So it's like now I just kind of like, I'm kind of not really that very interested, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that kind of like multiple, like just dating and, and just, I don't know, I just, I, I, you know, I try sometimes I'll go out, but it's just, I don't know if it if there's no spark and I'm just bored, you know, yeah. and there usually isn't a, part, a spark. Yeah. And everyone is not going to make you feel 
the way, you know, you idealize that you're going to feel like, oh my God, I'm just going to be like, have butterflies. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be like waiting by my phone. And like, no, everyone's not going to do that for you. But at the mm-hmm. same time, love and relationships don't necessarily look the same as they do when we were 20 or 25 or 30. You know what I mean? So right now you mm-hmm. are thinking more, okay, I'm 39. This is how my life looks like. This is the things I've done. And, and it is a more rational decision. So looking for a partner is looking for someone that's gonna, you know, fit your lifestyle and, and, you know, give you the, your needs that you have today. Um, and so you have to, also get rid of all those ideas and romanticizing all that stuff too. Like we are at a, at a point in your life where, you know, you're looking at the pros and cons and it's not just like, Oh, I met someone that made me forget everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> but if it does, kudos. <laughs> and I hope he knows yeah. who, your favorite bands are and all your favorite plays on Broadway and all that stuff. But if not, if you, right. you feel good about who you are and supports you and encourages you and you have fun together and you can have the tough conversations, then maybe there's some room for what you can teach him and what he can teach you. Right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Oh, definitely. So your friends got it right. You didn't even need me today. <laughs> But it's not that you need to settle. It's that you need to reframe. You need to reframe your idea of what love looks like and about what this man looks like. Uh, yeah, I would say so, definitely. I mean, I just, um, you know, my parents were, were, they did love each other very much, you know, and, and I looked mm-hmm. to their relationship, but, you know, they're... I guess they were just so poor, you know, and mm-hmm. I just, I, that's one of the, my biggest fears. I, I just don't want to end up poor. You know? <laughs> and that's the thing, like poor people can get this right. Cause they, they're like willing that what the hell do I have to lose? Like I'm a date, I'm a follow love. I'm gonna do this. But once you've worked so hard and you've struggled and you've got to where you are and you've done the work, you're like, whoa, I have this whole thing to protect, right? This whole me mm. and I did the work on myself and on my life. So you can't come in here and mess this up. But at the same time, you've built a little wall around your life. So no one can get in and mess it up. So right. you've got to decide, can I worry about my finances, you know, down the line when we're right. actually worried about marriage and, and, and merging and that sort of stuff? Or am I going to block everyone out? Cause I'm never going to be poor again. I'm never going to be hurt again. And I'm never going to be tired again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, that is really scary to me. It really is. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've met some guys who are actually really cool and interesting, you know, but I, I refrain from even trying to go any further just because I don't. I don't you don't want them to mess up your financial situation. Yeah, I mean, just thinking long term, you know, you know. Yeah. Well, when you're alone with all your money and all your stuff and all your culture, you're going to don't (laughs) regret it and look back and say, hey, you know what? I could have valued fun and love and companionship over protecting this idea of what my life is supposed to look like. Mm hmm. 
So you don't want your 80-year-old self to look back and say, hey, I've had a lot of stuff and a lot of experiences and a lot of adventure and money in this last 40 years, but I did it alone because I was too scared to put myself out there or that I would risk all of this. All right. Yeah. And something yeah. tells me you're smart enough to figure out how to protect your financial situation. <laughs> but you might have to be willing to say, hey, this is as rich as I'm going to get because the man that comes into my life might just be able to take care of himself and not be able to bring me even more, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Those are the deal breakers and practices. You got to figure them out. But don't build right. that wall so high that no one can get in and you never get to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's my advice to you. You're building your wall of deal breakers so high that no one can get, get over it. Yeah, definitely. And then when they do. Self is hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. W- wouldn't it be great if we could go back to when we were like in middle school, like, oh, I love a different person every week. You know, this is so fun. And even when we were in our twenties, when we didn't have so much invested in our life and ourselves, and we weren't scared of change and compromise and settling, right? Right. All right. We were exactly. still building who we were as a person. We were still figuring out what we wanted and what we needed. But I challenge you to look at what you think you want and what you need and see if that's really it. Because I think fear is driving you. Fear of being poor, fear of being alone, fear of being you know, accountable. The, all these fears, instead of you leading with what you actually do want. So I think you uh-huh. need to reframe, like what do you actually want? And then go out and get that and screw all that other uh-huh. stuff that is holding you back. Can you do that? Yeah, that's a whole, whole <laughs> letting go of all those. <laughs> letting go. I will definitely try. Of those yeah, fears. Yeah, definitely go. The fear yeah. of being poor, the fear of being lonely, the fear of compromising what you've built. Push that aside and actually on the side of your deal breaker versus preferences list, put what you actually want out of life and how do you want to feel and how do you, instead of like little facts, like he's going to know this and he's going to know this and I'm going to be, have this much money and I'm, you're right. Like, what do you want? Put it in a word, verbalize mm-hmm. to me what you want. Tell me, what do you want right now? What do you want out of your life? Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, I, I mean, I want, you know, a, a best friend, you know, that's really, really what I want. There you go. Yeah. Write that down. I want a best friend. And when that fear starts creeping up in your head, you didn't tell me you want to just not be poor. Like you want a best friend, push that aside, go after your best friend and work out some of those details when it's appropriate. Cause right now it's not yet. You're, you're, you're letting yeah, fear yeah. drive you and you're getting stuck and fear should never lead the way. Hmm. You're right. You're completely right. Okay. When you look at your parents, look at how happy they are, how much they love each other, and how they're best friends. Not about how poor they were. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Right. You're right. So at the end of yeah, the day, I mean... you're a smart girl. You're not going to let yourself go poor over a man. But you have to get to the point where you let someone in and get, you know, vulnerable and fall in love and then start looking at ways to say, okay, you don't make 
much money? How can we make myself comfortable if we move forward in a marriage, right? Or we're dating and I want to go on a trip to Antigua and you can't pay for it. So how, how does this look? What am I comfortable with? That's where you go right. once you actually love someone enough to have those conversations. You're getting stuck at hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Completely. <laughs> yeah. So go out, Cecilia, go get your best friend, ditch those fears and you're, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. You're, you're going to find love and happiness in your best friend. And it's just going to take some work about you managing your expectations and your ideals and, and your fear. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Just gotta, gotta figure out how to do that. How to do now that right? That's that's gonna take some time, but just writing this stuff down and reminding yourself will help you when you go to Uh shut someone down, or if you do, then then reflect like, why did I shut him down? Was it out of fear of being poor, or fear that he wasn't good enough, or fear that was, or did I not feel he was my best friend? Right. Mm -hmm. That's those have those hard conversations with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. You can do it. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Any last questions for me? Um, No, no, not at all. (laughs) You're like, no, on on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I check in with my people. If you ever have any questions, any any thoughts or just run it by me. And, and if you want to come back and, and do a check-in, I'm, I'm willing to do all of that. that. That's the fun of, of helping people, you know, kind of look at their lives from a different perspective. And then once you get back in your life, you might get sucked back in and we might have to pull you back out. So I'm here. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's the truth. I do get stuck. Yeah. You're yeah. stuck, but that's okay. You're about to be free and no fear, and I can't wait to see what life has in store. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us, and for all you listeners out there, until next time, be bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad. <laughs>